like talked about most death. Shout out Lil Wayne, all that shit. I think Pharrell produced the track. He came out with SLR2 responding to Kendrick Lamar when he did his um his control verse. <laughs> okay. And he came out with SLR3 um on like a different project. He was just crazy rapping on there. When Lupe dropped an SLR, some big. It's like uh, uh, like when Lil Wayne was dropping the droughts. Mm-hmm. Except these just songs. Like when you hear one of these, like you know it's that time. So I'm on I'm online and I see SLR three and a half. I'm like, first of all, that's mad disrespectful. Royce ain't even worth a whole nother number <laughs> today. He ain't worth SLR four. He just SLR three and a half. And when I say like this nigga cooked him. Like, and I love Royce the Five Nine. Like, I've been playing the Allegory probably for like a year straight. Like, the Allegory, that album, dope as fuck. But when I say, like, Lupe clean smoked him, like, he clean smoked him. Like, clean smoked him, bro. Like, if you like rap, like, if you like rap rap and not niggas harmonizing and shit, like, you want some real bars, listen to Lambda and then listen to SLR Three and a Half. Like, oh, my fucking God, bro. Like, them niggas was rapping, rapping. I don't know if there's <laughs> going to be responses to come after this, but when I say them niggas was getting off, like, it was, it, was, it, was so, it was so prevalent and just in your face that, that Lupe was, was losing his mind. I let Mrs. Michael Stein hear it, and it's a particular excerpt from this song. And uh, uh, Lupe says, uh... If it wasn't for Premier, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, nigga, I got a dozen more. Talking about Royce's in this particular part of the rap, he was talking about how Royce always had a whole bunch of motherfuckers helping his career. DJ Premier, Eminem, Crooked Eye, uh, right. Interscope, yeah. the whole Aftermath, Shady, Shady Dre, yeah. all this shit. And that's what that line was. Like, he came out of nowhere and dropped that shit. It's like, oh my God, that's mad disrespectful. Like, definitely listen to it. I'm going to check that shit out. I just wrote it down. I got to yeah. say. Lambda, L-A-M-B-D-A, yeah, from Royce the 5'9", and SLR 3-1 backslash 2. Three and a half. But I did have one little simple three. Well, I'm just I'm just going to continue going. Like, ladies and gentlemen, like, you know, I took like a brief pause and then I did it's gotten to a point where it's gotten so good that I'm, I keep it going. I'm going to edit it and post it and fix it. But, yeah. you know, we're going to keep it going. So, it's too hot right now. We're going to keep it going. Our it's energy a, is going. The <laughs> only comment I got off of what you said is, like, how he said something about you a good rapper, like, best rapper, you do this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You could be a good rapper, but at the end of the day, you still practice. Kobe didn't come Kobe without being in the gym practicing. For he sure. Was, he might have been a good player at the beginning, but he became great by practicing. Same For thing sure. as rappers. Yeah. I mean, you might start off and you might actually be able to, like, stay on the beat type yeah. shit. But then at the same time, you still got to practice. You might be at home just coming up with words and just trying to put things together, read a dictionary, learning new. You For still sure. practice to become the greatest rapper. For sure. To, 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 damn, I'm swear I'm looking harmonize but bring your skill together yeah and because to me i because i was getting ready i was listening to what you were saying and i was thinking well some people might not be able to rap off the top of their head they might like i can sit up here and write some cold ass raps i can sit down put the pen to paper 
And I could put out a cold ass song where you have me get on spot and I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, yeah. I can't come up with it that quick. But if I want the title greatest rapper alive, I that's something I'm gonna have to correct. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna have to start practicing and working on that to come off the top of the head now. Yeah. And I know but, uh, I know that's also off topic, but it goes in what uh gonna say. It's it's that one of the reasons why when like me well, let me try to phrases because it's going in towards a question like well Lil Wayne just started you know Lil Wayne started off the cash money you know the black is hot me personally I was like all right cool that's the song and everything else but the moment that you really started appreciating Lil Wayne was when he started he started doing the mixtapes of Squad Up mm -hmm. and then he went in towards his mixtape era yeah yeah, because you know at that time. We were squad on one day because oh, I fucked with. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Fucks with the homie, man. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, going towards that, was that one of the reasons that you think that Lil Wayne, at that moment, his era, was like nobody couldn't really touch that era? Meaning, like, you know, he was freestyling, like, non-stop, mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. It, it was quality over quantity. It was also Do you feel like that was, it's, that was it probably was, that? It was, it was the content, yeah. and it was the quantity. Yeah. Like, you didn't get it. You didn't have a chance to argue yeah. with Lil Wayne, because by the time you finished one mixtape, it was another mixtape, Wayne in the Wings, with consistent, he was consistent. Same thing like DMX. DMX wasn't a good freestyler, but he said he'd go in the studio and write yeah. seven songs in one night. Yeah. Yeah. And his shit was good. Yeah. Like, everybody came, everybody, the, the good thing about EO Dub, um, to, to you know, piggyback on what you said, it's a, it's ongoing. So, like, Osiris won, well, Osiris, he the, he the top dog for now. Right. And then we gonna if you want to stay on top, you need to consistently defend your title. You got to yeah, you got to consistently. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I get all of that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying when you because you said Lupe's argument was about being the best rapper. You, yeah, like you really do this or something. You you ain't no you ain't writing. You ain't something. I'm like nah, because to get there you probably started there. Yeah. But you still gotta practice to get for sure. Yeah. You that's, just ain't naturally the best. Yeah, that's why. For I, sure. That's why I was putting. Jordan even practice. Yeah, that's yeah. why. That's why I was putting in Lil Wayne. I was like, do you feel like from what you guys? I'm just taking what y'all saying, and I'm using Lil Wayne as an example. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that was like when he was saying that, like to be, like, if you're gonna be the greatest rapper, period, or the greatest rapper alive? Well, yeah. You the, you that's the only part I can think about that song where he had yeah. that into the greatest rapper alive. That mother came up to me with a camera talking about he want to battle me, this, that, and other. He's like, look, man, I really do this, man. And then he went the greatest rapper alive. Like, I mean, that's all I'm hearing when we yeah. talk yeah. about the greatest well, rapper alive. Well, and I mean, he said, Lil Wayne. he said it, he's, I don't know, when you have a, when you have a self, when you have a self-proclaimed title, like best rapper alive, when Jay said it, at that time, when the Black Album came out, it don't matter if you didn't like Jay-Z. Like, niggas was bumping dirt off your shoulders. Niggas was bumping public service announcement. Niggas was bumping change clothes. Like, you was fucking with Jay even if you wasn't fucking with Jay. When, when, most people. Most. <laughs> when. We just generalized. At the end of the song. <laughs> I had to hit him with that. When he said, when he said, end of dirt your shoulders. Best rapper alive. That's a, that's not only making a declarative statement. That's an open invitation. And anybody else who was rapping at that time, you couldn't dethrone them. You couldn't. You couldn't beat them. You couldn't beat them sales wise. You couldn't beat them spins wise. But see, and that's also one of the things. How do you measure best rapper alive? 
is the well the only lexicon that we can maybe give any kind of credence to is the lexicon of the public. And at that time, if you polled if you polled all rap listeners, they'd be like, "Yo, Jay Bout got it," and his contemporaries would agree. Because what I'm saying at like, that time, I don't. I'm not that big on rap as far as like there's certain people that I might not even heard of that's cold as fuck. Yeah. Like I'ma just use Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Uh there's other I'm kinda of, I can't think of some like Tyler Quali kind of, there's some people out there that like got some cold ass flows and motherfuckers are listening to them all day over Jay Z. Yeah. But not everybody kinda of, like, let's say fuck with that. Jay Z a little bit more commercial is what I wanna say. He, versus yeah. his people over here. It's, that it's, are more true yeah, to the, the lyrics and a little bit yeah, more underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. got so people. How do you judge that? Like, he's being commercial, so he's getting his sales up, getting the public because he's being commercial. But while fucking uh, Lupe over here just sticking true to the rap, yeah. Cold well, as fuck. Like, everybody who fuck with him know he better than Jay Z kind of thing. But then yeah, I can give I would, it but then not to interrupt, but I can give you the same argument about J. Cole because what you put on, what you, what you put on, what you put on underground. Or commercial J. because Cole is, he, J. Cole is like he's, he's right his, there the because, word of mouth of J. Cole yeah. is like his marketing yeah. like, he don't say shit about the album he say like hey bro I'm dropping the album this day Platinum. he say shit else about the album come out with the album and it's still go one Platinum. thing to Multiple promote Platinum. the album and without features he produces all shit yeah. yeah yeah like None this made me think of the album of the year freestyle when he was like uh, I got the lyrics put up when that boy was like uh, he was like uh, KLD album of the year undebatably my cadence be the greatest we've since We've seen since the late MC, whose name was the Notorious. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'm self-proclaiming shit. And then it's like, his consistent, like, shit, it shows in his work. And it's like, nigga, I don't never have to, like, I don't have to do promo and marketing for months at a time to tell you, here comes some shit. You heard one whisper of my shit, and niggas is waiting on it, looking for it. We looking through forums. We asking niggas, y'all checking my Twitters. I don't have to do shit but be there. The last album, nigga dropped one freestyle on L.A. Leakers, and niggas was like, bro, if this the kind of energy you bring on the album, I'm all in there, dude. Like, the one thing that did me for J. Cole, I mean, I liked him, but it was one shit I, 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 I'm say I wasn't fucking with him like I should have been or something. <laughs> the song Role Models. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a video. He was performing it, and the crowd was rapping the lyrics. The crowd was white people. Yeah. And I didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there like... <laughs> like what the fuck am I doing that first? Doesn't yeah. remind me of uh, nonstop with Drake or the the yeah. Jay through the six with my woes and yeah. shit. Jay yeah. did Jay did it on a talk show, and they was asking he like I mean, he was saying like the the person asked him about like you know do you th- do you think your music is you know whatever, and he was like I mean come on man it's all white people like all middle aged suburban white people and this boy was like. Allow me to reintroduce my nice. whole crowd. My name is. Huh? Hey, shut up. These are soccer moms. <laughs> like this ain't this ain't this ain't pooking them from up the block. Like these are soccer moms, and 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 fucking Fortune five hundred company workers in this audience, and they knew the lyrics. So to see like fucking J Cole stand on the stage and had a crowd rap your song word for word and this ain't your demographic. This ain't even close to your demographic. And you ain't as mainstream. You not. Yeah. yeah. So like you say, you just say a date, you drop it, this nigga ain't putting videos and shit like that. Nah. No. Barely got, that's what I'm saying. Like, barely got features song, on it. I barely got features. Song, I, and it still go platinum. Yeah. That's, and um, actually, that video, when I watched that YouTube video seeing them white people rapping the song, I made sure I went and learn the song. 
I would uh, no motherfuckers and white people gonna know more about black music. Than me. I would I would take I would I would take a um if we having a debate over who the best rapper. Because who, who the current who the current go? If you said J Cole, I would respect your answer. If you say Kendrick, I would respect your. answer. I would go with Kendrick because like each album that he did was different. Like. Like yeah, his first one, his debut album. Well, Section eighty doesn't really count because it's a mixtape. But you know, the, good, good kid, good, good kid, my, Man City. It was like a straight story. West Coast yeah album. Like you was like, oh damn, it's a pimp butterfly. Parliament jazzy, like jazzy, psychedelic, like conscious. He swept that and we then heard that damn, damn was more like Until all right. You want me? You want me to rap on some trap beats? I'm gonna do that shit and I'm gonna let your ass have. But then it's like the thing about what I say is Kendrick because it's like, like the thing about I like Kendrick's delivery and his like flow, like his versatility. Like I'm still bringing you this Kendrick, like you know it's Kendrick, but I'm like doing it on like different shit. It's like like the shit with confused sometimes. Like loyalty, like like I listen to like I listen to humble and then I like listen to loyalty and he be like damn. That nigga snaps on both songs, and one of them is like a more pop-ish track. You got Rihanna featured yeah, on one yeah. type shit, and it's like hey. I'll be listening to Lordy Lord, Kung Fu Kenny Now, my resume yeah. real enough for two millennia, yeah. and it's like I'm like shit, this nigga snaps, <laughs> and this shit. But it's like J Cole, he's like his flow is like consistent. Like I know what this nigga finna come with. I know it's finna be heavy bars. You know what I'm saying? Like he finna switch the flow a couple times, probably do some fast shit, maybe slow it down. But that's like, and that's why it's just it's so at, tough. But you know, there's something he, I ain't seen him do with his last album. He didn't do storytelling really. I like he do a lot. He, in the beginning, he was doing a lot of storytelling. Yeah. Even KLD, like, KLD, KLD, Wet like, Dreams was kind of a storyteller. Yeah. Like when he did this yeah. song. Yeah, like his verses, like I'm walking you through it, and yeah. now he never has. Yeah, like he I'm telling, telling I'm walking you through some shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I was gonna say that storytelling. Like I like that in him too. I haven't seen it lately, but I mean, he ain't, but it ain't, I I'm not now, saying that to discredit I feel like him. he been getting so much flack for just like, bro, you're just like, like, nigga, we just want to see you rap, like, rap and snap, like, on, like he said, on trap type beats, and you're like, yeah. okay, you niggas think, like, you know, I can't, that's why when he said uh, that shit in 21 Savages a lot, he was like, okay, no problem, I show up on everyone album, you know what the outcome would be, I'm batting a thousand, it got to the point that these rappers don't even like rapping with me. Fuck it, cause my nigga Twenty One Savages, like he just like <laughs> let niggas know, like bro, you want me on this shit? I can do that shit. Yeah. That's no problem. I, uh, However, I don't like that's not particularly yeah. my lane. But if you niggas need me to scorch that bitch, don't. I um I say um the reason that I say like if you say one of them, uh, one of them two artists, like I won't argue with you, I won't debate it. Um, only then seen. You only, you only, like, if you've been, if you've been following hip hop long enough, you know when you see a great one, yeah. right? You, know, it, it ain't even like, I mean, it's like, you know, the music they put out and shit, but like, they got like a presence of aura, like you know when they step in the building, like, like hip hop finna change. Yeah. Like I see that with Cole, I see that with Kendrick, and the last time I seen that was with Wayne. The last time I seen him before that, uh, that was Jay. Yeah, that was Jay. You know, I'm gonna give you that because that's that's good. That, that was and that's good thing because you was read my mind going into the topic because that was going into the topic. Yeah. Like, who can we say that's like greatest of the all times as of right now as current? Just yeah, like, like those. Like, are... You know, like you know, in the '90s and stuff, we had so many artists. We did. That was greatest of all time, and, and they had their own style. Yeah, we did. And, and like, it's no disrespect to no night to nobody else who was killing it in the '90s. 
uh, yeah. the 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 likes, yeah. uh, Scarface, um, uh, NWA, whoever. But when you look at the gauntlet, when you look at all the rappers who was there at that time, and when we go to the year two thousand, we've emerged from the nineties. We in the year two thousand. Who was standing on top of the podium? That was Jay. Jay. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't made it through the 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 knocks from uh, on uh, Eminem. I rapped you. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't came past the uh, you rapping like Dos Effects and shit on Reasonable Doubt. Uh, you 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 biting big lines. You doing all that shit. He didn't came through all that shit. And at the end of that decade, at the end of that era, he was right there. Yeah. Like, and then. The next time you seen that, when they, when you when you heard quarter one the first time, you knew that you was listening to history. You was listening to magic happening. You talking and, about you talking about from Wayne when he was yeah. When, when you heard when you heard the quarter one, you just when you like, heard go DJ. Yeah, when you it was like something different. You was like okay, yeah, like niggas from the south don't rap like that. Mm-hmm. This ain't southern rap, but he but it's southern rap. It's from a southern rap artist. Like, who emerged out of that camp? Wayne. Yeah. Wayne, the biggest person to come out of fucking cash money. Bar none. Bar none. So when you heard when you heard the quarter one and you heard him rap, you seen the same thing that you saw ten years prior yeah. with, with with fucking Jay. Um when when we got to when we get to your Coles and and your Kendricks, you you see it happening again. You you see that same thing. You, y'all two had walked out the room, but I was just saying on the timeline the reason I don't argue. Like if you if you say Carla Kendrick is it, your top MC, if you think either one of them is the goat, like the goat, I, like right now for this current generation, the great the greatest yeah. the greatest rapper right now. I won't argue with that because when you see them, like it's the it's their content, but like when you see that, it's like an aura, right? They presence. You know when you watching. Some magical happening. Them and the last time we seen them before them was Wayne. You knew when you heard the quarter one that some different was happening. You hadn't heard that before. I heard uh, of uh, five hundred degrees. The block is hot. Uh, lights out. That this one the same Wayne. Like I knew I was listening to history. This is this is a southern rapper who ain't rapping from like he from the south. Like this was cra- the last time you seen him before that. That was Jay. And we talked about the, your Tyler's, your NWAs, your Y Clubs, your, all these motherfuckers who was there in the 90s, in that, in that Pantheon, in that gauntlet. And when we cross over to 2000, who was sitting on top of that podium? It was only Hove. He done made it through the Eminem shit. He done made it through the, the, the you rapping like Big Daddy Kane shit, the you buying Biggie shit. When we cross over from the 90s, the likes of all these other motherfuckers. And he said it on um, uh, the Excuse Me Miss. The only niggas moving units is M, Pimp Juice, and us. That was Nelly, Eminem, and himself. You knew it. You seen it happening in real time. By the time 2004 hit, it was no debate. You could debate, but you was going to lose that argument from anybody who was listening to hip-hop currently at that time. It was going to be some niggas who said Nas or whatever because of Ether. But if you look at their career trajectory... If you go album for album, song for song, and you got a mass of people, Jay gonna win that. That's a losing battle. If you ask their contemporaries, Jay gonna win that. 
the two niggas who is 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 destined uh, to to be forever immortalized as icons. One of them signed to Jay, and one of them damn near lost his mind when Jay sent him a verse on "Bitch Don't Care My Vibe" remix. That's the that's the guy. That's the it's new niggas. These these little whoever's and these little motherfuckers now do e ESTG. Maybe you, nobody else knows who that was. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. I only he, heard about name I heard. I've heard like he saw Neo Gotti. He was talking about mean ho. Ho called him down and said, Hey, come down, kick uh come down Kentucky, kick with me. The Super Bowl shit. He's like, alright, he's like, for sure, we're gonna hit the studio and shit. Don't bring any of your ghostwriters because they told me that you had ghostwriters and shit. Like you could leave them, don't bring them to the studio and shit. And he told EST this? Yeah, and like EST was like laughing and shit. And he was like, nah, but like, bro was dead serious. He's like, you know, I ain't got no ghostwriters or nothing. But like, Hove was serious. Like, he had heard that somebody had said that about me. Like, nah. He was like, it's so crazy. He like, that nigga, just a street nigga who got a billion dollars. Like, you see a lot of niggas and shit, like rappers and shit. And he like, them niggas be weird and shit. Like, they be on weird shit. Or they supposed to be like gangster, macho and all this shit. Yeah. And they younger than Hove. And he's supposed to be the real niggas. And he was like... Them niggas weird. He like that nigga whole yeah, not I, weird. It's a it's a girl I know, well know of. She went she went to like Amigos concert one time. It was in St. Louis, and she was like I guess one of the fortunate you know celebrities pull some bitches from the, the crowd or whatever. Come back yeah. to the hotel, he knock them off, send them back, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So apparently she made the collective, you know, in the group, and she was just like she was there, and she was just like yeah, like on some one hundred shit, like the Amigos, like some cornballer. She like Quavo's like a cornballer ass nigga, like. Like, like how I see you, like she's like yeah. being around Quavo in person. She like he's like a cornball. She's like offset. Like he do like he try to try to shit too hard. And she was like, and take off just like a weird ass nigga. Like in the corner, like just like what it like, bro. Good over there. Like she's like them niggas. Like she's like I. She's like I fuck with Quavo. She's like that's that's my baby. This that and another. She's like but after me that nigga, it just kind of like. And she was just like, wow, that nigga's like a real life cornball. And I was just like. And then to go into subtopic with that, like, uh, why can't newer rappers appreciate the success that they have instead of constantly fucking it up? What you mean? Basically, you like know, going to jail and shit. You know, like going to jail over the dumbest shit. So, well, that's history, well, well, right? well, here's true. I'll give you this, that, this, but this, is this what, newer generation right now is this, just making it even this, worse. This what this what I'm. This is this is my this is yeah. my theory. You remember when we was listening to rap and shit, like, it was important for you to be authentic, right? Mm -hmm. So when you heard about Jay, like, selling crack and Marcy and shit, it's niggas who not rappers, who not famous, been in interviews like, nah, Jay used to stand on the corner right there and hustle rocks and Marcy. Yeah. Nas was right over there on Queensbridge, like, he was moving packs. We seen it happen. Yeah. He really was out there with guns. Niggas had shooters and shit. Like, that was such an important thing to be authentic. A lot of rappers... Even from the, the golden age of hip-hop, the 90s, there's a lot of rappers who weren't really about that, but that's what you rapped about because that's what you knew. Mm -hmm. Ice Cube, actor. We know that. He not a he not that. His niggas from Inglewood. Like, nah. Dre not really from Compton. He from a, a place that's adjacent to Compton, but not really Compton. His male don't say Compton. Right? right. Yeah. But, but, these, but these personas, you were supposed to believe that. So, when you got niggas who born after this shit, this next upcoming generation Young of rappers. Dolph, Gotti's, the babies. We, we got to really do it. 
We got to really do it. So y'all niggas is checking credentials. Man. Niggas check your credentials. You go to jail, they checking paperwork. T.I. will tell you all about it. You you got you sold packs? We need to see. Niggas pulling up in your hood. When Lil Flip said he had his block on lock, T.I. drove out to Lil Flip's hood in Clover Cloverland with a camera exposing niggas. When, when that shit happened... Niggas was like, no, we got to really be what we talking about. If we say we sold drugs and we've been in the trap, not not only do we have not only do we have to have been there, like you might need to still see us in the trap. So, and this is just my working theory. I think that it seems so much more prevalent now because niggas want to be authentic. So you can't talk about being a shooter. You got to be a shooter. That's why you see niggas go catch three bodies. That's why you see uh uh Pooh Shiesty, uh he got a song called Back in Blood. Uh, uh I got my own fire. Don't need security in the club. He got into it with a security guard. Somebody slapped, he had bands in his pocket. Somebody slapped his money. He trying to pick it up. He stand on stage, he's like, get my shit back or whatever. You know, he got his pistol out, the security guard tell him to put it up. He's like, nah, niggas rob me, I need my shit back. Like, I'm gonna get it back. By any means. That's what your song was about. And you got into a further altercation with the security guard. You start laying rounds off in the club. You shot the security guard. You on you you on trial for that. And then some niggas was supposed to bring you some weed and all this shit. Y'all robbing the plug. You running off on the plug. We ain't just saying it. We really running off on the plug. So when the plug came with the weed, you you and y'all guys outside of a Lamborghini with with with. Semi-auto, y'all ready to put his ass down. Don't do it, don't run. He tried to run, y'all shot that nigga. He hit, he lived. And then he went and told the feds what the shit, you know, what the fuck y'all was on. Like, niggas really want to do this shit. Niggas getting caught with bricks of cocaine and they tour bus. You riding around in a $400,000 Bentley and you got all unregistered weapons. What? Well, nah, having security is pussy. We don't walk around with security, we real It's just me. I'm out here dolo. I don't need them niggas. All right, cool. And you really trying to adhere to that? You you really growing up believing the shit that yo yo Jeezy's your team. By the time these niggas got record deals, they ain't in the streets no more. Jeezy yeah, went in the streets. <laughs> you heard Jeezy record? He talking about same spot for days, same trap for months, two AKs in a box of blunts. That's bullshit. Because when he said that, Jeezy had probably like a whole team of financial investors. Uh, he got motherfucking Roth IRAs. He got investment ventures. He got fucking real estate. He ain't seen a chopper in probably 10 years. Yeah. When he was with BMF and all that shit. I think he was still out there when he was snowman, when he, boys got growth work, these boys got, when he was that little group part. That was, uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. That was, that was the tail end. Yeah. That right after BMF went down, cause... Jeezy then rapped about him really having a million dollars before he ever had a record deal. That was true. He was out there moving dope with Big Meech and them. Big Meech and them, they shit verified, they stamped. They did time. We know. It was big-ass Rico case. We know. So Jeezy was really there. They tried to indict Jeezy. They didn't find no evidence against him. Or they couldn't find enough evidence against him to substantiate bringing charges against him. He got lucky. He skated. Would this be allegedly or... Facts. No, it's facts. Facts, okay. He went, to, he went to trial. All right, cool. He got off. You think he went back to the trap? Hell fucking no. Nah, when they took down the entire BMF organization, everybody went down. From the top to the bottom. Wives, Bruh. kids, everybody went to fucking jail when BMF went down. So you think Jeezy went right back to Atlanta and started slanging dope? Absolutely not. 
He got his ass in his studio and he started rapping the rhymes of his life. But you niggas grew up listening to that. All right, cool. We got to be authentic. And this is what you see now. Like, the prime example, maybe the biggest market for this shit, niggas from Chicago. Everybody talk about the Chicago rappers. How come so many people die? Uh, big theory that people say um, on some Illuminati shit like uh, Lil Dirt, rapper from Chicago. He's sacrificing it. Everybody who get around Dirt get killed. Uh, he's sacrificing motherfuckers. And somebody took that and put a caption under it. It's like, no, this is just the first time y'all seen rappers really be about what they saying. So when, when these rappers rap songs about shooting up motherfuckers and getting into it with the police and slinging dope and all that shit, they currently doing it. They ain't rapping about shit they did 15 years ago. This shit that you can go to Lamron, Normal Avenue in Chicago, and you can see these niggas on the block, you'll get shot in real life. Like, niggas got videos and niggas just shooting niggas on a random Tuesday. So it ain't no crazy shit or nothing. It's just... This is the first time that you can see niggas really be about that shit. It's a gang war in Chicago that's been going on since Hoover got locked up. Well, it's also a little different, too, because the, the I was saying the rap game was a little different than it was before. Like, in the sense of age. Like, the people, like you say, Jeezy did it before, and then he got to rap. Yeah. These, these kids are 18, 19, 20 years old. Younger than that sometimes. Right. Yep. So they're in the time that they're doing it, like let's say like G's and everybody else was. But how media is set up, yeah. these guys get famous quicker than they did back in the day. They do. Back yeah. in the day, you had to really hustle and try to get a deal. Yeah. Right now, all you got to do is fucking go viral one time. Yeah. Yeah. So drop your shit on SoundCloud and you sold. So it's not even so much that they. It's just I think nothing has really changed. And if you take this time frame of like a. Thug, hood rapper, whatever time you want to give them, gangster rapper. Like, at this point in their life, they was grew up in projects, just yeah. sold drugs, out here guns, shooting, blah, blah, blah. Got a record deal, famous, this, that, and other. Yeah. All that is the same, except for now, the get famous part is back here. Yeah. They get famous younger. Yeah. So all that shit that's happening with them, that surrounds them, yeah. is getting famous with them as well. Yeah. I say it's a two-part. I think that explains half of it. And I think the other half of it is um, it's a difference in what they do once they get famous. Yeah. Rappers then got famous and got the fuck out. They, everybody bought cribs in Miami and in L.A., over here, over there. They left the hood. But they're young. That's one of the things. You can't tell a young person nothing too much. Right. They hard-headed. They got to get older first and learn to mature. The, these motherfuckers, not only do you get the deal quicker, y'all deals are more lucrative. Like... Ex niggas from the nineties, how them record deals were set up. They was getting Shady hold. The they was getting hold back then. Because even Method Man talked about that on. Uh, Look at Wayne. Yeah. It ain't no way that Wayne should have ever been tax evasion season. Pro that should have never happened. When you the forefront of one of the biggest labels to ever exist in hip hop, one. the only one of the biggest, the only people who had a better deal than Cash Money was No Limit. Yep. The only people. Like they had a they deal with setups real similar to P's deal. Uh 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 Burban and, and uh was it like seventy thirty, something like that? For di distro. Yeah. The thirty percent was on distribution. Like And they retained ownership of the masters. Yes, like that's a stupid yeah. fucking deal. P's was like ninety ten. And the ten percent was only for you get you get your cut from distro. That's it. So when you're distributing themselves and shit, you get a little 10% of that. We get 90% of everything else. Touring, all that shit. Cash money deal was damn near as good. 
It's no way that anybody who came in, especially not the Fremen, imagine P being broke. But Wayne was 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 under some real shit. Had to talk to Hove and get them lawyers involved to get your assets right. That should have never happened. So niggas back then was getting hold. These niggas now these kids getting dropped. It was big when Men One Fifty got signed. Million dollars. He got a million dollar deal from M. And when that was yeah. crazy at the time. Yeah, his million dollar deal. Yeah. gave him a watch. No, I thought that's how I the watch. The watch is more like you know, I right, welcome to welcome to the label and stuff. But that's what I he signed no, that, no. One million. The watch was free. Watch. The deal was a million dollars. Million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was fifties deal, and that was unheard of at the time. Like that's that a, that shit made like CNN, MSNBC, like white people was talking about rapper Fifty Cent signs a deal with Interscope, uh, Aftermath. One million dollars. That was on the cover of every magazine. That never happened before. And now you got kids who getting four times, five times, six times that off of deals. Two a two album contract. You get an eight million. You get paid eight million dollars for. And you got to deliver two albums. That's crazy. So Cause you know, back in the day, not to not, well, the interjecting stuff. Back in the day, in the nineties, from probably like about two thousand and seven. The contracts that they had was more like five, like three, like three to like probably like three to five albums. Three to five albums. Then you're done, and you don't own your masters. Yeah, Until, and you only own part of your yeah. publishing. And then everything, everything is in advance. It's got to be recouped. Like That's still about right now, I mean, three to five albums. Okay. Some, some, not, some, not like it used to be. Because, like some niggas, because some niggas going, get ten million dollars yeah, off of one album deal. Yeah, because now they're going oh. towards singles now. Because you yeah. know, are shorter like EPs and stuff. They're going back to the EPs again. Yeah, well, you only get paid off of ten out ten tracks on the album anyway. Yeah. That's why albums got shorter. You don't get twenty song albums no more because artists got smart. Like you gonna pay me for ten, and these other eleven that I'm finna do, you ain't gonna give me shit on that. Well, then I should only make my album ten songs long. Yeah, the fans gonna suffer, but shit, I'm suffering by putting all this work and you ain't paying me on it. Yeah. Unless it goes streaming, because streaming, because it's totally different, because streaming, they're not gonna get paid as much. Yeah, you get unless, paid Unless you Drake. <laughs> Drake yeah, you will be honest somebody. Yeah. Drake, Justin Bieber, motherfuckers yeah. like that, you ain't making no money from streaming. You making all your money from touring Michael Jackson trying to tell you. Um, but yeah, it's a difference in what niggas do with the money, too. Mm-hmm. You think that the first thing... I ain't even, like, from as some of these circumstances that these niggas from, like, these niggas, like, freestyling and making crack deals in the video. Like, this is a real life going on. And you give me a few million dollars, we gone. We gone. Mama, brother, sister, pops, if he around, we're gone. The homeboys, too. We about this bitch. We finna go to the hills. Leave leave that dope there. Leave them guns there. Get your shit clean. Get the fuck out of here. Let's hide security detail. All that shit, we ain't doing none of that. Yeah. And these niggas like, nah, I'm finna slide down the block now in a Bentley. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take this three million dollars that you gave me. I'm gonna spend five hundred thousand dollars of it on the whip, and then I'm gonna come be on the same block that I've been on. Who's that? Go for it. No, the music I'm tell you. It's a dude here from East St. Louis. He's oh. wearing the crown. Oh, uh, that's Mooka, brother. I don't know what Mooka is. Uh, Paco now. Uh, you know who Mooka is. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Paco people, but, uh, that's, uh, Lorraine. Okay. But, uh, 
Oh, you talking about the money, but this here's this dude finna show up. I wanna know if you know who he who he is. Um, cause you talking about what they do with the money. Here they are. That's Mocha. She was a great under us, but that's that's uh, Pac on them people. I don't know her. Yeah. So that's her brother. So Stan, so so your perspective is going towards more of like. They still trying to be authentic. That's all right, right there. They're, they're still trying to be more authentic and just instead of just taking the money and investing themselves to a better life, they're like, "Well, fuck it, we got the money, let's continue staying in the hood." Whereas Gunner's more, it's more of like the the they're young. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so Gunner, so your your perspective is more of like they're young, so they don't know any better. And once they get their money, it's like they're just gonna just, you know, you know, blow up and throw it away and just be like, you know, I'm gonna live a fast life instead of just yeah. that instead of instead of that long money, they doing like that short money, like here, bam, I'm gonna live my life yellow, fuck it. Yeah, and that's it because even older rappers did that shit too. They get their money, and it's just like it's like a status. You can't be this rapper, big time rapper, if you ain't got this this that much. This, this yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, he looked familiar. That's the only thing. Like, I don't know if he's an athlete or if he's a rapper, but I know the watch he got on his right hand is iced the fuck out. <laughs> um, and he in the VIP. It's him. This is Miami. Yeah. But uh, uh, and even now, like the same thing. Like I look at this. I forget who I just saw. Somebody recently. Actually, there's another dude, young kid. His name is like Osiris or something. Little light skinned dude. He be singing, and like he still haven't blown up, blown up. Like his name ain't mentioned, but I've seen him like be. I've seen his name get mentioned somewhere before. And yeah, he's he's a, he's around. He just ain't blew up, but like he constantly blowing his money, like he doing silly shit with his money. And I'm just like, you might want to invest that shit. Yeah. Put it to the side because you you still up and coming. You ain't made it yet. Because who's to say you do make it or don't? And if you don't, you're going to be sitting over here and that money gone. Yeah. And nobody teaches. That's just like us. Nobody taught us how to save money, invest, or fucking credit scores. None of that shit. Yeah. We had to learn that when we get older. This ain't, these ain't nothing but regular people like us who just got money quick. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't, if you gave me the money, I'd do the same dumb shit. I mean, so, not right now. So you feel it's still the same. It's just, like, basically, nothing nothing hasn't really changed. It's the same thing, repeated process over and over. Yeah. It's just, That's it's right. just, just new generation got more money, pretty much. Yeah, and they doing more dumb shit with it. Yeah. Like, I just, because even, honestly, I don't know, I'm not in that lifestyle, so I don't know how they, they rate their money. Or even how they value themselves. Because I'm looking at certain shit like how do you have that house and all those cars? Like, where's your money coming from? Yeah, because how is you continually pay? Like, you got a $300,000 house. You got a million dollar deal. But you still got to, you still have to incorporate taxes. You still got to incorporate, you know, know, paying, you know, your people's stylists. Haircuts, everything, you know, cars. Your house is a million dollars. You just bought two, three, four hundred thousand dollar cars. 
That's two million right there. Don't. And now you still got jewelry, clothes, yeah, yeah. the splurge money you doing. I like, mean, what you kind of kind of shed some light on that, and like that's the reason why them two was beefing Bow Wow, Soldier Boy. Um, Soldier Boy owned his Lambo, mm -hmm. and Bow Wow was leasing his. Like that's a big thing that rappers yeah. do. Go lease some cars, or uh, get long term leases. Like um, like you go to um, like some of these high end car places, you can lease it for a month, yeah, two months, three months, whatever. And that's cheaper than you, you know, forking over four, five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollars for this Lambo. Like, no, nah, I just, you know, rent it, pay, pay, pay thirty thousand, yeah. pay thirty thousand, rent it for like a month. <laughs> yeah. I just had this conversation with y'all, somebody at work, but it was talking about a rapper or whoever, and he was saying all the jewelry he bought was fake. Uh, he, he never had real jewelry; he had fake jewelry. Um, I know what you kind of said. Uh, uh, ugly guy said that in an interview. He like, I just got some real good fake jewelry, but yeah, my jewelry fake as fuck. Like, and to me, that's smarter. Yeah, cause cause one of the things like, who knows if your shit is real? Unless they got the little diamond Tesla thing where they just be like, well, hey, what's up? New now. Yeah, cause yeah, but, yeah. But I'm saying though, like there was that whole I forget who came up with the scenario. You take a black woman and a white woman and you give them both Louis bags. Yeah, who got the real one? Who got the fake one? They automatically don't think the white woman got the real one just because she white and she got money. You think she got money. You automatically yeah. think black people are fake. Yeah. Dealing with the bootleg shit. Yeah. But no, only people that bag, like only people that know what's real is not this person who owns it. Yeah. We as people don't. So yeah. when, you, when you look at your rappers, like if I was a rapper and I blew up, <laughs> I might have me a real chain or something here <laughs> and there. But for a lot of the shit, it'd be costume jewelry for my music videos and little dumb shit. And also... A lot of the bigger rappers, they don't wear all their jewelry like these new cats do. Because they know when you put all them shit songs, you're going to get robbed. That's why you know they're like, they usually wear their jewelry for like photo shoots or, album yeah. or, or video shoots. Yeah. They don't wear them when they go on tour or whatever. And not just rob. This shit heavy to perform in. Shit yeah. break, you lose it. Like, yeah. that's a common ass thing. Like, all these young rappers and shit like, uh, I was watching uh, like On The Rocks is a, is a little show. Where rappers get a chance to like showcase their jewelry, then they had like everybody on there. And um, one of the rappers was on there, he's like, I'm about the same chain over like five times. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I was running late for my plane, I left a Rolex in the uh hotel room. Um, I, I left the um, I left some iced out goggles on the airplane one time, like, this crazy shit, like. And, and these shits is like, you know, 30,000 and 30, 40, 50, 60,000 out of items, and y'all just losing them. That's what I was thinking about uh, spending money and shit. Where is it coming from? McGregor. They, I was watching the thing, they was talking about it's like he just bought a Lamborghini boat. Yeah. One of few. Yeah. Like they're just now putting out Lamborghini boats. Yeah. And he has one of them. Yeah. It's like one, I forget the price. It's a couple million. It's either 1.4 million, 3.4 yeah. million. Yeah. It's something. It's something. And that's just the boat. Yeah. Let alone his car collection. Yeah. And his watch collection. Yeah. yeah. One of his watches is a million dollars. And he got numerous Rolexes. Yeah. Like, how? He got a whiskey brand. That's, that's, quite, that's quite lucrative. Is that new? Nah, he had it for some years. You talking, about, you talking See, about McGregor? And then, yeah, he got I don't know about the whiskey thing. Because yeah. they, they showed his house here. And they mm -hmm. showed his house in Ireland. Yeah. And like I said, his cars and all this shit. And I'm looking at the line of cars. I know what them bitches cost. Like, how? Like, I mean, to me, like, let's say your fight was $40 million or whatever. I don't know what the fight would be going. 
30 million. You just blew. I'm looking at 30 million right now. Yeah. So now what? You got to get the next fight, huh? But then your next fight, you. But I, he also got his clothing line Con, too. Conor McGregor, that. and this was on April 23rd, 2021. Conor McGregor just got even richer. The UFC star and his business partner sold their majority stake in proper number 12 Irish whiskey to Proximo Spirits in a deal that is worth up to $600 million. That's a big fucking payday. Oh, so yeah. he's good. Yeah. He said. Okay, so that. Yeah, so, <laughs> so there you go. You know I was going to say, I was going to say, you got yeah. to think about it first, you know. He was getting decent money at USC, not a lot, but just enough, like yeah, a couple of few million. Then, yeah, then, yeah, then when he did the uh, infamous fight with your boy Mayweather, you know, he got, he got yeah. a bunch of fucking money. When he yeah. get a, I don't know, he at least got thirty, forty million dollars yeah. for that fight. One fight, one night. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like even if I got thirty million dollars off of one fight, yeah, and I turn around and bought the shit that he got, yeah, you probably broke. I'd be broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as like jewelry go, um, the, and this is like why I don't wear, um, uh, I've seen this firsthand on a much smaller scale, but anytime that, um, I, I've had jewelry, maybe like a couple of times I had some rings that was like iced out and when I went and sold them, they weren't worth shit. Mm-hmm. It's just you get scrap prices. Yeah, two fifty in the jawbreaker. Yeah, no, nobody wants to, you know, pay what I paid for them and shit. But um, it, the diamonds, um, fuck, they got, they don't have real value. Uh, raw, uncut gems have value in like industry and shit. Mm-hmm. Using the uh, tip drills and shit for like high heat, uh, high pressure, like boring and shit like that. Yeah. Um, cause it's so hard. Yeah, oh yeah, shout out to uh, uh that movie Uncut Gems about Adam Sandler oh, yeah, with that damn yeah. with that precious African uh was it jewel that he had, I forgot the name of what it was, but shut yeah. Up. Uh <laughs> but uh, it's got a lot of uses in the industry and shit, but as far as like uh jewelry, the only time a diamond is worth something is when a motherfucker selling it to you. So when you see rappers, um and and it's a difference between Factory set and aftermarket. You can buy uh, a Rolex uh, Datejust, and you can get Rolex to put in Rolex diamonds. Uh, that watch retains its value. You can get it long as Rolex do it. You can do whatever you want to do to the watch that Rolex will do if you got the money for it. That watch will retain its value. But you see them go to Icebox, uh, Johnny Dane. Uh, back in the late nineties, I mean, yeah, late nineties, early thousands, it was Jacob the Jeweler. Yeah. Uh, he's still around. That's kind of million dollar watch with Jacob. Yeah, like you did, you did all that. Uh, you you take your watch, you spend fifty thousand dollars on it, and then a jeweler goes in, drill a bunch of holes all over the band, all through the bezel and all that shit, put these diamonds in here, and now that fifty thousand dollar watch that would have went up in value each year because it's hard to get them. Uh, now it's only worth ten thousand. Somebody might give might give you ten thousand dollars for that watch. Maybe, maybe less than that. Like you depreciate the fuck out of it anytime you do aftermarket, and it's such a big thing for these motherfuckers to. No, I gotta ice it out. I gotta ice it out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at rappers who are rich, and look at the kind of jewelry that they wear. Look at Hov. Hov got 
a, a ridiculous collection of fucking watches. A bunch of them, one of ones. I think it's maybe one or two in there. Uh, Richard Mills that are um, they come from the factory uh, with like blue sapphires and shit like that. It was commissioned uh, by Jay Z. Look, he paid for Richard Mill to make this watch for him. But all his other shit, all factory. When you see him wearing jewelry and shit like that, other than like a couple of the iced out Rockefeller pieces and shit, grown man Jay-Z, uh, the last jewelry that I've seen him in, like chain or something like that, that 5% of the necklace that he had, and that was from Carmelo Anthony. The what necklace? 5%er. Okay. of the guys on the earth. Uh, that was from Carmelo Anthony. He stole it from Carmelo. Air quotes. And before that, was his, what did he have? The the five kilo Cuban? Yeah. Big ass Cuban. That Cuban was solid gold. So the price of gold went up since he bought that. Yeah. So if he ever decided to sell that, even if you're just selling it for for just just your scrap price, somebody going to smelt this shit down and use it to make whatever else. The value of that, because it's only gold, ain't no diamonds in there. It's just gold. The value of that go up. When you gotta, when you gotta, um, let's say you buy um, uh, a good, a good example of that is uh, the fucking uh, Rainbow Daytona, uh, Daytona Rolex, Rainbow. It's got different color stones in the bezel. A used one, I think, is going for fifty grand. If you got a brand new one in the box, uh, they can be sold as high as. Anywhere from three to five hundred thousand dollars, and the watch was probably less than a hundred thousand when it was being sold. Yeah, and that's how much it didn't appreciate it. All factory, you didn't have to go nobody to ice it out or do no goofy shit like that. You just bought it like that. Um, and uh, in response to rappers wanting to go out and ice out all their watches and shit like that, uh, Audemars Piguet, uh, AP. Uh, there are a lot of uh, name that uh, people uh, rap about and shit. Uh, and, you know, I got the AP on my wrist and all that shit. They have uh, for the Royal Oak, which is like their their most popular style of watch. Yeah. They do something now called frosted gold. So you take the watch, all in gold, uh, white gold or rose gold, whatever, and they have a little tool and a little mini hammer, and they get under the microscope and they etch it out in a pattern. It's almost like um, if you, from the grill days, diamond cuts. Yeah. You didn't really have diamonds in there. It's just the way that the diamond gold was cut, yeah. it shine. They do that with their watches. So, frosted gold. You got a white gold one. When the light hit it, it's dancing just like you got diamonds in there. But you ain't de- destroyed the watch at all. It's all still solid gold. When you go sell that motherfucker, the value only going up on that. That's a smart move to do if you're going to... Buy your jewelry like that. You're going to purchase some jewelry. Make sure it's appreciated. Or if it's something that's going to depreciate, don't get all Hollywood and the cameras talking about what you spent on the watch and all that shit. Because you sound dumb. Like when you hear this ride, this one about 400000 right there. And they got a $20,000 watch and they spent all this money on these diamonds that's not really worth anything. That's dumb shit. Like, <laughs> um, it's the difference between buying your house, right? You, you get a loan from the bank. And you pay the down payment and the closing costs, you've bought your house, right? Or you could take $400,000, check, money wire, bank wire, whatever, or cash, and you can you buy your house. house. It don't matter which way you do it, both yeah. people are going to say they bought their house. When somebody go 
uh, do a five-year lease on a vehicle, they lease in the own, what'd you pay for your car? Oh, it's about, you know, $40,000. I bought my car. Bought a new car. They're not telling you they're paying a car note every month. They just say, I bought my car. Yeah. Yeah, it's the difference between buying your car and then taking $50,000 cash to the dealer and be like, you figure out the paperwork. Yep. Give me the keys to some dealer place and buying your car. It's a difference. And I think that a lot of people, um, they like to use the former instead of the latter. I just bought a $3 million house. No, you didn't. You're renting $25,000 a month. Let's call a spade yeah. a spade. I mean, and it don't matter. Like, yo, your brat, Jay-Z did the same thing. They bought the fucking big-ass Malibu. Yeah. They bought the big-ass Malibu mansion. Yeah. I think that's the last house they bought in California or something. Big Malibu mansion. Uh, $25 million. Uh, they paid the down payment on it. And they used their credit and shit to keep up the monthly payments. Right. Credit get higher. And shit like that. And you still got your liquid capital to do whatever you want to do with it. And yeah. then like Jay-Z and Beyonce ain't got the money. They could buy a neighborhood of Malibu mansions. But why would I tie up my liquid assets like that when I can just finance it? And with the kind of credit child guy, you can get a dumb rate. You could get 0.01% financing. You'll pay them a little bit of money. But with the money that you're going to make off of investing, the money that you would have used to buy this flat out, that's a drop in the bucket. Whatever the interest is on that loan you got, that that's that's casual. That's passive income. <laughs> you you draw that off of shit. The shit you got sitting in the bank that'll pay off the interest on your house and then some. Yeah. Like it's just ways to do it. I always say like you want to be you want to be in a position. Watch what motherfuckers in that position do. Watch how they got there. Like um um one dude came in and talked to me uh. Uh, Morgan Stanley and Financial is like a senior executive or something like that. He came in Sprint back when I uh, worked at Sprint, child Sprint. Yeah. Uh, and he came in to get set up with his family. Everybody wanted new iPhones, iPad. The dog wanted an iPad and shit. You know, whatever. You said the dog? It, not for real, but like, I, 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 like yeah. <laughs> And um, I was asking him. Um, he was just, you know, we had a chance. To, <laughs> we had a chance to talk or whatever because you know it take a minute to set up that many lines. And he was saying like about uh, decisions that you make with your money and shit. And I was like, yeah, you know, I want to buy a car or whatever, but I don't want to pay a car note, you know, because the instability of working a job versus working a career. And um, he was like, um, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, what you mean? Like I buy a flat out, I ain't got to pay no note or nothing like that. And he pretty much told me the same thing what Jay-Z did about the house. He's like, look at how much capital you're going to tie up and pay in that. Let's say it's a $20,000 car. And you'll have the money to buy it. All right, cool. And you spend that 20000 and then what happens next? What money do you have if an emergency happens? What happens if something comes up? What happens if you lose your job? Yeah, you got your car, but you don't have any more liquid assets to divest into anything else. The only thing you have is a bill that's going to keep increasing the longer you keep the car. You're like, you bought it 20 grand, cool, and it's running just fine until that first maintenance. And then that, and then that turns into that, and that turns into tires, and that turns into brakes, and that turns into servicing the engine and all this shit, even if you drive it perfectly. And for that 20000 you spend exponentially more the longer that you kept the car. You're going to keep it because you paid for it. But even if you don't, I mean, if you do keep it, you're making payments, you're paying more than 20 grand. Yes. And you still gotta pay those basic cost fees. You and will, interest. you will pay, mm -hmm. you will pay more than that over time. Yeah. 
That's the difference. That's what he just said, though. You said the one thing you said over time, you keep the car brand new. Yeah, you're gonna end up paying. You're right. You're gonna end up paying more than that over time. But what he recommended was don't lease to own, lease to lease, and that's what a lot of people do. Uh, never own a car. You lease it for an amount of time and you trade it in. Does that work on it builds credit? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, when you lease to lease instead of leasing to own, it's like perpetually. Uh, Making good good credit payments, mm-hmm. and let's say you keep the car for three years, the amount of money that you're gonna pay, even with the financing charge and shit, because um, usually leasing to lease those terms are shorter than leasing to own, yeah, and your monthly you payments like eighteen months, twenty four, yeah, months. and your payments are cheaper per month because you're not owning the car in the yeah. end. So only yeah. thing there's be plus some negatives to it though. Absolutely, yeah. But he recommends never own a car. Yeah. He recommended on a car like you could go like I would depending if you want to own like I'll let you release that new 2020 2022 Mercedes AMG yeah you release that for two years and you take it back in I'm gonna fall right behind I'm gonna go buy that one yeah and then probably get it for half the price yeah but at the same time you let's say making a payment on a 2022 Mercedes AMG you turn that bitch in and you just jump right into the after two years, a twenty twenty four AMG. Yeah, same payments. You keeping a new car every so many years. Yeah. It's like you essentially got a new car for your rest of your life. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, you're right about it being you know pleasant, you know pleasant and minus to both yeah. to any situation that you choose to get in. But from uh, uh as I think leasing, they they pay the maintenance fees on those. Yeah, yes, yeah. so you always under the, warranty. Yeah. yeah. So, but just so, I mean, from your mileages are limited. If yeah, you go over so many miles, so it's not like a car you can just take and drive across the country. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but just from yeah, just from a just from a standpoint where you want to keep your liquid assets as free as possible to cover your incidentals. That's a that's a very viable option. And I'm, one of the other things to me too, part of like because I know I drop cash on cars. Yeah, but a lot of that is because I got bad credit. Yeah, yeah. I can't go get that twenty thousand dollar car because they're not gonna approve me for the loan. Yeah. So what I gotta go do? Go cash. Yeah. Cash, money, cash rules everything. Yeah. So I mean, unfortunately, that I mean, it's certain things. That's that's one thing I want to say. Like instead of buying cash, loaning. Yeah, but I've been out of situation. Like I make, <laughs> I make really good money, and yet they will not give me a loan for a thirty thousand dollar car. Yeah. I make more than three times that a year. Yeah. And you won't give me a loan for this car over yeah. five year payment. Yeah. Like, that's some bullshit to me yeah. because of a credit score. Yeah. But shoot, but unfortunately, not to interrupt and stuff, we definitely got to shut it down. We're running out of time on this one. But it was a good conversation that we'll probably, you know, discuss after afterwards and stuff. But you know us, you know, we appreciate you for listening. Uh, you know us. Hit us on all the streaming sites. Shout out to Spotify, Anchor, uh, Stitcher. Uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. We love y'all pretty much. Our international people. Deezer, we appreciate y'all. Keep up the love and support. Hit us up on our Facebook page. If you want to get an exclusive add-on, hit us up. We'll let you know. We'll add you in. You get exclusive content. Uh, the Nohos Bar Crew, that's our Facebook page. Also hit us up on our Instagram page at the Nohos Bar Crew. Get pictures, funny stuff, exclusive videos and stuff and also hit us up on our youtube page no host bar crew like hit and subscribe that button all previous episodes and visuals is going up 
on her as well. Our merchandise is coming is coming soon, pretty shortly. I know we talked about it, but seriously, it's coming soon. Like it's yeah. seriously coming soon. Like no bullshit. <laughs> it's seriously coming soon. So we got some more stuff coming in for y'all. So but unfortunately we're gonna have to shut this down. But Dr. Stein, if you can, take Ooh, them out on a big chakra level. Y'all remember that? <laughs> y'all don't remember that. Y'all remember that. <laughs> 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 